Welcome to Where's the Key, the podcast where we talk about anything IT related and even some topics that are IT adjacent. I am your host, Ryan Bacon, the IT support engineer at JumpCloud Directory as a Service. All right. With me today, I have Garrett Cook. He is the manager of information security and IT at G2. How are you doing, Garrett? I'm doing well. How are you, Ryan? I'm doing well, thank you. Thank you very much for joining us today. Let's start off by you telling us a little bit about yourself, like what you do at G2 and how you got there. So at, at G2, um, you know, like my title says, I am the manager of information security and IT. So um, really, I, I started at G2 to uh, build out their, you know, information security program, but uh, they needed IT help as well. Um, so um, I have kind of taken over both of those functions of the company. Um, but before I got to G2, uh, my background has been as a sysadmin. Uh, so I, I worked in a, you know, several different size companies and in different industries, all different sorts of setup. You know, it's, it's, been a, it's been a long road to get to G2, but, uh, you know, it's, uh, I'm glad I'm here. Some of our listeners may not be familiar with G2. So what can you tell us just a, a, a high level overview of what G2 does? Sure. So G2 is a B2B software review platform. So if you use any sort of software in your business like Salesforce or JumpCloud, uh, you can go on our website and write a review, tell us what you think about the software um, we as consumers rely so heavily on reviews for like our products, say on Amazon, but we don't have that sort of ability to do that with B2B software. You know, oftentimes, unless you know someone that has used a piece of software, uh, the only other source of information you have is from the company itself, which, you know, is certainly a, a biased point of, uh, point of view. So it, it's nice to be able to get, you know, reviews from someone else. So that's kind of that gap that G2 is trying to fill. Okay. So moving on to IT at G2, what does your IT team look like? IT side, I've got two guys who are on service desk. I've got one here in Chicago and I've got one here for our Bangalore office. Um, <clears throat> I handle most of uh, sysadmin tasks like patching or endpoint configuration, networking, but you know, I'm working on training the, them up to take over those responsibilities from me. Yeah, I always like the idea of being able to to train your tier one or tier point five, however you look at that level of, of help desk support, and you know, give them some exposure to, I guess you call it higher level IT stuff. I, so I think that's always a, a good thing. Exactly. I, I don't want them to ever feel like they're stuck in their current role and they can only do the exact parameters in which they have been given. Um, I always want them to be able to like explore their other interests. And so I really want to help like foster that for them. Yeah. That's, that's always a, a good feeling to have, you know, in your career. So do you have like a, a team on the infosec side or is it pretty much just you? <laughs> I have one guy on the infosec side. Um, he kind of works in like a security operations type role. Um, with like antivirus, security log, you know, monitoring, vulnerability management, and then sometimes he'll interact with our customers if they have, you know, questions about our uh, infrastructure security or just our general security processes in the company. Okay, 
so I'm I'm very interested about like where where you know the IT you know in your case infosec as well where like it falls into various companies so in my experience I've I've fallen <laughs> under uh, operations engineering currently our IT department is under business support services I've worked at other places where it's just under operations so we're right there with the facility <laughs> people so what category what uh department do you fall under at g2 so it's kind of funny uh, you know on day one when i started i did not know who my boss was i did not know who i was reporting to i was walking in blind i interviewed with several people who could all have been my my manager but uh so that that was an interesting experience but i we fall under the corporate department which is kind of where all of the miscellaneous, you know, compartments or teams end up. So we've got like finance, accounting, legal, office operations, mm-hmm. IT, and information security, and we're all, you know, managed by the CFO. Yeah, I've always just, I've always just found that, you know, how different organizations view and categorize IT, mm-hmm. their IT services, really is interesting. Yeah, I, I would say I, I hope, you know, one day that we can be our own department. But for now, you know, this works. It's great, you know, straight to the CFO. Mm-hmm. It kind of cuts out the middleman for any sort of like purchasing or budgeting or anything sort of like that. And then also conversely that our CFO is, you know, cares about IT enough because we need to you know, keep the company running, but isn't heavy handed in what we do day to day. So it allows us to have that sort of freedom. Yeah, that is that's always a good spot to to be in. I've, I guess you could say I've gotten spoiled in my IT career where it's always been high up the chain. That being said, I've always made it a point to come with evidence and come with support when I'm making a request. So I found that makes it easier too. Absolutely, and I think it's good for for like uh, IT folks to to like have that sort of like reporting relationship because it gets you. It gets you in the in the habit of being able to speak to business people, like non-technical folks, which is something I, I know that a lot of us struggle with. Um, so for having to do it regularly, you know, it really helps you know, sharpen those skills. Exactly. So to change pace here, I wanted to make sure that we uh, talked about something that you mentioned when we first met and were, were planning for this whole thing. And that is, you know, something that you're really passionate about when it comes to IT. And that a lot of people view that there's a, a need to work insane hours and, you know, put in, I guess you say, more than their fair share of time into project just to feel like they're needed or necessary. Yeah, that's right. In, in the IT industry, I see that there's a lot of unspoken pressure to work outside of standard business hours when it isn't required. Um, and I think that kind of stems from IT departments are, are frequently understaffed or lacking budget. And it contributes to that sort of mentality that, you know, we're, we need to work all of, you know, all hours of the day. Um, you know, for me, I, I always encourage my team. I said, you know, don't have Slack, don't have email on your phones, you know, keep, um, you know, work the hours that suit you best really that work-life balance is really important to me. Yeah, and I think where part of it comes from, from the managerial side, is that, you know, IT in the vast majority of cases is a cost center. Mm -hmm. You know, what we strive to do is we strive to make the business function more efficiently, you know, increase productivity. And that's 
that can be a lot harder to track. And so I think what a lot of managers, a lot of companies do when viewing IT is that they look at they you know look at it as okay, we're sinking all of this money into this department. How can we wring the most amount of productivity out of that? And I think that 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 mentality passes on to the workers. And I I will fully admit that I have been guilty of that because I've I've been the one man IT shop <laughs> so many times and that's you know I I had a job where they're like okay you are you know the they just you know, I was told flat out that I am on call 24/7 even if it's like a quick 20 minute fix and I don't have to go in and it's something I could walk somebody through or do remotely it still kind of it still gets you in that like work mentality which kind of it really uh, it really takes away from your your personal time, right? And we we don't need any more burnt out people in the IT industry. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, bur- burnout is is so easy to to hit in this industry. I'm glad you brought that up because I I agree with you completely that it is very important to find that work life balance. So, is there anything that you guys do that might be considered like? outside the norm for example you you hear stories of of uh it people having to go and play like a facilities manager role too like do you have <laughs> do you do you have any responsibilities or duties that people may not necessarily associate with it uh so on that note is i would say we do have a close relationship with our office operations team but um, you know, outside of kind of your, you know, run of the mill IT uh, sort of responsibilities like service status, patch management, networking, that sort of thing. Um, you know, we are also responsible for the like physical security and like badge readers and the camera systems at all of our offices. So um, that one's not too esoteric, but you know, it's it's not standard. I would, I would in my opinion, at least. And not that we have to do too much with it, but we also manage our sound masking system at, you know, at our, at our, at our office, or at least at our headquarters. Um, So really it's, it's, uh, it's an ever growing portfolio of responsibilities, anything that kind of has a technical aspect to it. Um, But, you know, I also, me as a manager, I'm trying to draw a line that, you know, we will do this and we won't do that sort of thing um, so that we aren't constantly just, uh, growing and taking on things that we can't handle. Right. I mean, you only have so many man hours in the day. Like I have to draw lines like, you know, so everybody has standing desks there. You know, and <laughs> <laughs> It's one of those things, you know, somebody has a problem with the desk. It, you know, I tend to have a set of tools, and, you know, stuff handy so I can help you. But, you know, as we've grown to, you know, be significantly bigger and, you know, have more people and everything like that, it's, you know, it's like, okay, uh, just because it has electricity doesn't mean it's IT. You know? Exactly. Yeah. We, we face that same, that same issue. Yeah. We, we moved into a new office. Our headquarters moved to an office in August and yeah, we all had, we all got motorized standing desks and of course, you know, there were some issues with them and really it was our, our troubleshooting was, is that, did you check if everything's plugged in? <laughs> and and yeah. l- luckily that fixed 90% of the issues and no one really comes to us anymore, but uh, <laughs> so I'm glad to be able to uh, hard pass that one off back to the office team. 
Yeah, exactly. And that's what we ended up doing. It's like, okay, I get the need to be helpful, you know, the desire to be helpful, but you you have to draw that line or else you're going to end up overwhelmed and overloaded with stuff. Mm -hmm. And and never be able to offload any of those responsibilities because, you know, it's lived with IT forever. So you guys should just keep doing it, right? Exactly. So with your team there, who do you support? Are you purely like working with internal customers or are you working with external people who may have issues like leaving reviews on the site or any, or stuff like that? So for, for my team uh, on the IT side, we only handle internal requests. We have a whole separate team that uh, works with our external customers. Um, and, and of course on the InfoSec side, you know, we do engage with our customers as needed on security sort of related topics, um, but mm-hmm. for IT, just purely internal. Yeah, me too. So with handling these support requests and stuff from your from your coworkers, from your end users, what does that request system look like for you? So originally we tried to use Salesforce for our ticketing platform, um, but it wasn't really able to fit our needs. So um, we became an early adopter of a platform called Help, mm-hmm. um, which is a ticketing system that like integrates and lives primarily in Slack. Um, G2 really revolves around Slack. So you know, Help was kind of a, a natural fit for us uh, because we were already, we, we were able to keep people where they already were and not force them to go to like a separate system just to get help from us. Um, and, and, you know, honestly, it's, it's been so successful that I've gotten six other teams to, to use the platform for, for their own purposes. So um, yeah. super happy. It's been, it's been crazy actually. Yeah. And I will, you know, full disclosure here, jump cloud is also a customer of help. What I liked about it is it made that relationship between the end user and the IT team easier. So, Yep. There's so many barriers between the the end user and submitting a ticket. And that is the best benefit to me, uh, just being able to keep it in Slack. Exactly. It does make it a lot easier. Our friends at Help put together a great tool, and it seems like a no-brainer for IT or internal support ticketing. If you are currently using Slack to communicate with people at work, Help allows you to create tickets from those conversations. From messaging and open channels to direct messages, you can easily turn your chat into a ticket that you can reassign, manage, and report on. It also has two-way sync with Zendesk and Jira, even on-prem, so you can skip the work disruption and just stay in the flow. Tons of great companies are using it for IT and operations, like Slack, Adobe, Gusto, and even Home Depot. Go check it out and mention the Jump Cloud podcast, and they'll set you up with an extended six-week trial. So you mentioned earlier that you're a Mac shop. So I wanted to kind of get your feeling on it because, you know, it's a very common perception in the IT industry that Macs are terrible and that everything should be on Windows. What is your thought on that? It's been an interesting experience. So before I ever arrived at G2, my whole experience career was built, you know, Windows this, Windows that, Active Directory, everything, all Microsoft, Azure, you know, like full stack Microsoft. But now that I have uh, seen the other side, I, I honestly will will never, never, ever want to go back. And in anywhere I work that would be a Windows shop, I would strongly push them to go the other way. Um, there, there is a higher upfront investment with, you know, buying the computer, 
you know, buying the, the warranty sort of thing. But honestly, for, for most use cases, the performance is just unbeatable. And from a security perspective, Apple, since they do tightly control their operating system, really has built security as a big focus, as a big part of that. So there are a lot of built-in controls that really kind of help you have a secure endpoint versus running a Windows machine. Yeah, exactly. Microsoft had to design their OS to work on a number of different types of hardware. Mac OS goes on Apple hardware, and that's it. You know, I started off being primarily Windows, and I think that a lot of the resistance comes from the fact that a lot of IT pros out there, when they're exposed to Macs, it's trying to take a Mac and shoehorn it into a Windows environment, and that's never fun. When you get into that pure Mac environment, or mostly Mac environment, and you have the tools to manage them, it's great. I've actually been on a big push to standardize us to Macs whenever possible, because like on a, on the development side of things, our platform works on Mac, Windows, and many of the distributions of Linux. And so our development team and our QA engineers and stuff like that, they have to be able to test on these different OSs. If you have a Windows or a Linux machine, you can't really run Mac VMs on them. But if you have a Mac, you could run Windows, you could run Linux all on the same machine. So it just makes more sense to have the people be on Macs. But, you know, sometimes developers will be developers and they want their Linux boxes. And (laughs) there's only so much pushing I can do. Exactly. Yeah, for us, it, you can only get a Windows computer or a Linux computer if it is like an absolute necessity. I mean, we have probably, uh, we have like 500 Macs and 10 other devices. Um, but back on the other note is, I think that a lot of our IT peers experience with Mac came years ago. Like many of us have been in industry for a while. And, um, you know, we, we have maybe haven't had a chance to use Mac since 2008 or something like that. And uh, I would say that Mac OS has rapidly matured um, in, in ways that, frankly, I have not seen from, from any of its competitors. And it has made it a lot more functional to be able to function within like an enterprise. So yeah, we've both been talking about the IT industry as a whole. And, you know, there are a lot of, you know, stereotypes that get applied to the IT industry. Is there anything within the IT industry, any kind of reputation that has been earned, that is deserved in the industry that you would like to see changed? (laughs) Uh, One of the things that I am really passionate about changing the perception around is that IT departments aren't seen as insular or antisocial or, or, you know, anti anyone but us sort of thing. I I really think that having good relationships and and being able to speak with people versus just um, only being able to speak from a a technical perspective, um, I, I think that has unfortunately been a pretty negative perception around IT in general in the business world that uh, is something that I think that we really should change. Yeah, I think of it as a a customer service driven department instead of just a technical support department. Go out there and build rapport with your end users 
and your life will be a lot better. Exactly, <laughs> because if people don't feel as if they can come to you, maybe they're embarrassed or they don't know where to go or what to do. Like their issues are gonna you know remain unresolved until it becomes such a problem that it's like a whole hands on deck sort of situation. Um, so that 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 is one of the biggest benefits of having that relationship and rapport, like with your let's say customers, your internal customers, your your fellow employees, um, that, that can be realized from doing that. Yeah, that is so true. Um, so one last thing. Are there any challenges that you have at G2 that you feel are unique to either your organization or the industry that your organization is in? Sure, yeah. Uh, a little bit of background. Uh, when I came in, G2 had never had anyone in a technical role. They had a disengaged MSP, and that was that. Was that. Um, and for me, like I said, I had never worked with a Mac shop, but then on top of that, every all of our software is is SaaS. Uh, we have no on-site servers, no storage, uh, and, and nothing like that. So, and that that was the complete opposite of what I had worked it with before. So it was a total total mindset shift for me to be able to um, look at things in that way. Um, I, I will say though. Uh, similar to with Mac is that now that I have seen the other side, I don't want to go back. Um, yeah. The, on, I would say on the security side, we are a marketing technology company. So uh, we do handle like a good amount of personal data. So um, being able to understand privacy from a business perspective and a lot of the regulations surrounding that is a constant challenge. Yeah, that's very true. And with, with stuff out there like GDPR, there are people watching you and making sure that, you know, you handle that correctly. So I, I can definitely appreciate, you know, where you're coming from there. So that's it for this episode. Again, my guest is Garrett Cook from G2. Thank you very much for your time, Garrett. It was a pleasure talking to you. Thank you, Ryan. Appreciate being here and uh, best of luck with the series. Thanks. Thank you for listening to Where's the Any Key? If you like what you heard, please feel free to subscribe. Again, my name is Ryan Bacon, and I work for Jump Cloud Directory as a service, where the team here is building a cloud-based platform for system and identity management. You can learn more and even set up a free account at jumpcloud.com. So until next time, keep looking for that Any Key. If you find it, please let us know.